Hello, my beautiful muses of The Way You Like podcast. I have an incredible episode picked out for you today. Yesterday, I filmed the most incredible live. It is now my favorite live stream to date, and it answers a question that a lot of people have given a lot of weight to around visibility. You know, why am I so afraid to show up? Why? Why can't I just be me? Or why does it feel like things aren't lining up? Why does it feel like people don't respond to me? And the answer is in the way that we show up both online and offline. It comes down to integrity and to choice. And we dig into all of that in this live stream. It's powerful. I think it's going to help you figure out exactly why there's dissonance between who you are and who you're trying to project. And it works perfectly with the fact that I am in the middle of launching my brand new program, Market Your Magic. And this is essentially what we're talking about. I want to help you create symmetry between the best version of you and the version of you that people are used to or the version of you that people tend to see or judge you by. I want to teach you how to claim yourself and pick and choose what you share and still feel like you're completely in authenticity, you're completely in alignment, you're standing in integrity, and therefore you don't feel like you're being caught and a lie. But we're going to, like I said, dig into exactly why you're so afraid and what you can do about it in this episode. So I'm going to let the ad play now and then we'll dig right in. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Tell me all the things. Reach out as soon as you're done listening. So excited. So we've got quite a few muses here. So let's, let's, let's jump in. Let's get the party started. Let's talk about some things because visibility, I think, scares the shit out of a lot of people. And it's not that I don't get it. LOL, I thought that was a dress. <laughs> I got you fooled. No, it's not a dress. It is not a dress. Visibility tends to scare a lot of people. And if you're someone who struggles with visibility, leave it down below. I'm going to shut the music off so you can really hear me. If you're someone that is scared and terrified of being visible, especially online, I really, really want you to t like hone in on why and tell me what that is in the comments. I'd love to go deeper with you on that. As you know, I'm releasing a program, Market Your Magic. We've been in early bird pricing. Uh, the, the early bird pricing is ending today, yeah, according to the comments. I'm like, my dates are all confused. And so it's got me thinking about the magical essence of people and what makes people so special. And what's really interesting to me is how we downplay our gifts. And I really want to talk about this first before I even talk about visibility specifically. But how we downplay our gifts, it's so crazy to me sometimes. I used to work in retail. I used to be a beauty consultant at Walgreens. Yeah, Walgreens. <laughs> I used to be a beauty consultant at Walgreens. And one of the best parts of my job is I was able to listen to a lot of different people from all walks of life. Like on the one hand, one day I could run into a, you know, World War II survivor. Hi, Danny. How are you doing? How are you feeling? On the one hand, I could walk, I could, I, uh, a World War II survivor, like a Holocaust survivor would walk in. At the same token, an FBI agent who'd been doing it for 20 years could walk in. I mean, I got to meet so many different incredible people from all walks of life. And the thing that I noticed that was uniform throughout most of them was that they tended to downplay their story. Let me know if you resonate with this. But uniformly, across the board, no matter how unique each individual was, what tended to happen is they typically downplayed their story. So here I am, I'm a storyteller, and I'm a lover of stories, and here I am listening to their stories and how incredible 
what they experienced, what they survived, what they overcame, what they became, their been-throughs, right? Like all of their been-throughs shaping who they ended up becoming. Me being fascinated by all of them, I'm like gobsmacked. And their reaction is what ends up investing them more into their own storytelling. It gets them more excited to talk about who they are at the core and why they did what they did, like why they chose the path that they chose, why they don't regret their mistakes and how it ended up making them into something more powerful, more exciting. Hi, Nick, how are you? I feel like this topic will be perfect for you, girl. So I would have these incredible humans come to my makeup chair. You know, like I said, it could be a former FBI agent. It could be a Holocaust survivor. It could be, um, I mean, I've had people who had um, disabilities and were doing these incredible things. I've had people who, I mean, some of the wildest stories who travel to multiple countries. I once knew, and I I still, I'm locked out of my personal, like my old, old personal Instagram account. So her information's there. I'm going to have to go in. I still remember her to this day. She's a nurse who deals with people in hospice who who helps heal people in hospice like she stays with them and monitors them and gets to know them she's a nurse a hospice nurse and or like a bedside hospice nurse something like that and she's traveled to every like almost every known country around the world and i remember like it was one of those listening to her while i'm at the beauty counter and i'm like feeling miserable i'm not living my life's calling i'm not doing the things i love you know i came back from france i was doing these incredible things i started a publishing company and then i sort of regressed for a little bit went and and did the whole beauty consultant thing because what happened was i had tried to make this full time at one point and i didn't do so well i was very there was a lot of pressure my mindset was just all off here's the thing you can know all of the strategies all of the practices i could teach you all the things but if your mindset and your energy isn't clear you won't get far because i'm not doing very like i'm doing obviously some things differently i i i do know quite a bit more than i did back then but the essence was still the same i was still showing up pretty much the same and yet hello alex And yet I would find myself stuck. So I tried to do a full-time thing. I failed terribly. Hello, hello. If you've never been live with me before, leave your name down below. I had failed terribly. And then I decided to become a beauty consultant, worked at Walgreens. So I would do makeup and skincare on people. And I would meet these incredible, incredible humans. So this is what I've been talking about. So these incredible humans who would do these incredible things, former FBI agent, former Holocaust survivor, former travel, like travel extraordinaire. Like she was a hospice nurse and she had traveled to every single country. And she was the reason actually that inspired me to go back to traveling again, to make sure I was incorporating travel all over again. Hello, Molly. I would have the most incredible humans come to my corner. I knew a business strategist who was doing it for corporations. So she used to work for, um, you know, these big, big corporate companies and she would essentially make their teams better. You see a lot of freelancers and um, independent businesses, business owners doing this now online, but she was doing this at a corporate scale, making a ton of money, cancer survivors. I mean, I've had, I've literally shaken hands with the most amazing people and every single time without fail they would downplay either their skills or their story and it wouldn't be until I was sitting there gobsmacked because as I was saying in the beginning of the live for those who walked in I am a lover of stories and I'm a storyteller so when I hear these incredible stories I hear about people's been throughs and how it's gotten them through 
I would sit there gobsmacked and it would encourage them to keep telling me more and more and more and more. And next thing you know, this narrative would build, this excitement would build, the energy would shift. And they would always say to me, like, you leave me feeling so empowered. You leave me feeling like I'm more incredible than I am. But I mean, you are. This is my gift. I do see things sometimes that other people have a really hard time seeing. I can turn things on a dime. I can change the angles, shift the perspective so you see yourself in a more empowered light. This I know. The time I didn't know that this was part of my gift. I didn't know that I was going to be coaching and I'd have clients, like I'd have a private practice. I was already doing courses, but I never thought I would do programs like live programs where I would actually go in and restructure your beliefs. That was just something I didn't think I would ever have the capacity to do, especially as a writer. Here I am, eight months into 2020 in the middle of a pandemic and I'm making multiple four figures doing every single thing I love with absolute ease, with absolute ease. But it wasn't until, I didn't know this at the time. I had no idea that this is what I was good at. And so I would hear these people, no problem Molly, have a beautiful evening. I would hear these people tell me these incredible stories and I would sit there going like, why don't they tell more people? You know, why don't they tell more people what it is that they do? Or why don't they own, more importantly, why don't they own how incredible they are? Why don't they own how incredible they are? Why do we as humans rob ourselves of what makes us special? Like we allow other people, other people's lack of being impressed, I guess, to define how we see our gifts. So when we share our gifts, we're like, it's just kind of whatever, but it's so not like the thing that you are, all that you are is so goddamn unique. It is not accidental by any stretch. Everything you've been through has helped get you through and has shaped you into someone who knows a thing or two about life, about a certain skill, about a certain path. And there's a reason why, I mean, I attract all kinds of storytellers. I attract business owners of all areas. Some are authors, some are not. Some are freelancers, some are this, some are that. It really doesn't matter. Some are coaches. It really doesn't matter who you are. At the end of the day, we all have a story to tell. We all have a story to tell. And it could very well be that your story changes one person's life. And what happens is when you tell your story, from a place of absolute clarity as to how impactful it really is, when you own yourself and you own your story, you change one person's life, it ends up impacting us all. We all rise. So when you call one person to rise and see how special they are, when they see through your lens, like I live the exact same thing she did, or that piece that resonated so much because I experienced something so similar. If she can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. If she goes, I can go next. If she rises, I rise. We all rise. Does that make sense? We all have the capacity to lift other people up. It doesn't matter how many years you've been on this earth. It really doesn't. I don't care how young or old you are. I've had clients who are much younger than me. I've had clients who are much older than me. It doesn't really matter. Clients who are my own age, it doesn't really matter. If you have a story that you can believe in, you teach other people to believe in their story. So when I talk about being afraid to be visible, the reason that that breaks my heart probably more than anything, 
it's because there are two things happening here. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the two big reasons why you're not visible. But the reason it ultimately breaks my heart is because your story could change your life just in the telling of it. And when it changes your life, when you acknowledge how impactful and how powerful it is, you change other people's lives just in the telling of it. And so if you are willing to tell your story with that understanding that it's not just for you, it's for me, it's for all of us, it's for the world, things would go so much smoother in life. Because we wouldn't be playing the, the comparison game all day long. We wouldn't be in competition with people all day long. We wouldn't be wondering if we measured up. We wouldn't be wondering if we were good enough. That would never cross our mind. Because this isn't about upstaging anybody. You see somebody do something you want to do, then you do it too. That's how it works. Like, you get to do it because somebody's already paved the way. It doesn't really matter. When you bring your own special sauce to things, when you bring your own story to things, that's when it gets that much more magical. That's when you become an unrepeatable success. I was thinking about it and I realized I'm afraid to be visible because I'm afraid of being punished by people who don't agree with what I say. Well, this is why I constantly emphasize one key thing. Kindness is honesty wrapped in respect. You can be honest about your worldview, your perception, the things that you believe in, and you can do so in a respectful way, one that respects your space and the space that you're coming into, and tell the truth and own that truth. Now, if someone can't be kind when you're being kind about how you feel, about how you see things, that's a different conversation. But you, you can't be punished for being truthful. You can't be punished for being kind. The world, isn't, the world doesn't work like that. Now, we all do know that sometimes bad things happen to good people. We know this. We know that sometimes bad things happen to good people. But the difference is you can handle it. Those good people that bad things sometimes happen to, again, this goes back to the been-throughs and how you've gotten through, you've gone through the worst already. The worst thing that po then somebody could possibly say, you've likely already faced something similar, if not worse, before. And that's probably why it hurts so bad when it happens again, because you maybe haven't healed when it happened the first time. But we've already gone through such terrible things in our life. And look at where we are now. I'm not a special case. The things that I dealt with, the life that I led, the pain that I dealt with in my life, that I endured, it may be unique to me in my life, but it's not an impossible thing. Endurance is not an impossible thing. Endurance everybody can have. We grow in our endurance, right? But to me, this sounds like punished by what people say as though this is going to be like a permanent thing. But depending on how you treat how people come at you, right? So when you set a standard for kindness and you approach things with kindness and people break that standard, they come into your space, they come into your world and they don't act kind. They don't say the kind thing. You get to decide how you handle that situation. You always get to choose. You don't lose power. It's not like suddenly something 
that somebody says breaks your career. Nothing anyone else outside of you can do can make or break your career. We like to say that it is. We like to say that the people have the power, that certain people have the power, and then all of a sudden we lose power. But we never lose power. We just have to make a different decision. So we might get presented different choices. We might have different options depending on what happens in the world. But it doesn't stop us from being able to make them. We still get to make choices all the time and they just keep getting better and better the quality keeps getting better and better the more choices you're willing to make the more you're willing to stick your neck out there the more you're willing to care less about what other people think at the end of the day when your vision is so strong and so clear you feel me on that Mel? so what we're really afraid of when it comes to visibility there are two big things what I usually see when it comes to my clients, right? This is in my programs and in my private practice. What I see happens when this question comes up and we are going deep into this inside Market Your Magic. What I see comes up, the, the biggest thing, the first thing is that people are worried they're not authentic, right? They're worried that they're not interesting enough. They're worried they're, they're, worried they're not being truthful. Hi, Jess, how are you? They're worried they're not being truthful. They're worried they're not standing in integrity. But there was a very specific reason why I came onto this live like this. I thought about putting makeup on and putting clothes on and all the things. And I could have, because that still would have been authentic to a degree. But the reason it wouldn't, be, wouldn't have been totally in alignment, it wouldn't have been totally authentic to the moment, is because I felt like I want to be in my robe all day. I don't actually really want to wear pajamas. I kind of just want to be naked throughout my apartment. <laughs> well, at least throughout my room. And then if I need to leave my room, I'm going to go in my robe. But I feel like not wearing clothes today. And so if I were to put clothes on, even though my intention was just to be free all day and wear a robe and just do things as I feel like it, be in full, like, I don't know, muse mode, beauty mode, it wouldn't actually be authentic to me. So I specifically chose to remain in my robe, to not put makeup on, to leave my bedhead, and I just threw on some earrings because it's not authentic to me at any point not to have earrings on. They'll probably stay on all throughout the day. But I specifically chose how I showed up, okay? Because I wanted you to see something really powerful here. I'm standing in integrity. I'm standing in alignment. I'm always authentic when I show up online. You meet me in person, it's the same thing you see offline. The reason you get so scared, or one of the big reasons you get so scared about showing up online or showing up and being really visible, even in your offline life, even when you meet new people, is be thank you, Emma, I love you, is because you're worried that people are going to catch you in a lie. They're, you're worried that people are going to catch you in a, in a lie, that you're an imposter, that you're a fraud somehow. No problem, Alex. You're worried that people are going to catch you doing something you shouldn't. You're worried that people are going to find out you're a fake. And because you're so worried about people finding out that you're a fake, your ego is getting in the way and is telling you all of these stupid stories that aren't actually true. That you're actually the worst, that you're super boring, that you wouldn't actually say this this way, and you actually wouldn't decide things in this manner, and you wouldn't put something up like this in your day-to-day -day life. And oh my God, if your parents saw this, or your family member saw that, or your friend from school saw this, it would be the end of the world. 
because they would catch you on the lie because they see you in one way and you're trying to project this other thing and that is not what they see on a typical day-to-day -day basis. Part of the magic of Market Your Magic is we're going to bring all of this together. We're going to bring this all together in a way that is actually harmonious. Okay? We're going to bring the parts of you that you want to be, that you want to show, the best versions of you. We're going to bring that. We're going to make that symmetrical throughout your life. So that it doesn't feel like we're coming out of alignment. Okay? But this is the key. This is the biggest key. If you can understand this, you are going to be that much closer to showing up from a very honest place when you're coming online or even being offline when you're trying to be visible in any way, when you have to be visible in any way. If you can stand in integrity, if you can be truly authentic, this is the test that I mentioned in my stories. If you can pass this test, you're golden. Hope everybody's okay. Ambulance just went through. If you can pass this test, you're golden. If I were to stand in your room, if I were a fly on the wall, there was someone that you were afraid to see you online doing the things that you do, and they were there behind the screen with you before you put the story up, before you put the post up, before you sent the email out, before you wrote the next word, before you went to the job interview, before you went anywhere, did anything, would they see the same person? Would they see the same person? So if I was standing right next to you, the person that I've been seeing online, would it be the same person I met offline? I can't tell you how many times this has not been the case. <laughs> I've met quite a few people who don't translate well, who have made up some kind of persona, which to each their own, some people enjoy making personas up, but when you pretend that that persona is who you really are, that's where I kind of have an issue. That's where I don't particularly want to invest in a relationship with you because to me that feels like a lie. If the persona is intentional, that's one thing. But when you're pretending as though that's who you are all the time and I've actually met you in person and that's not who you are at all, now we've got an issue. Now there's no authenticity. Now I question your level of integrity. Now I wonder what else you've lied about. But if you're so worried that people are going to catch you in a lie, are you lying? Ask yourself, are you lying? Are you really who you say you are? Have you decided, have you claimed who that gets to be? If you took my identity masterclass, you may have heard me talk about my identity and the different layers that are in my identity. And some of you have sent me some really cool things. If you're watching the replay, I see you, boo. Some of you have sent me some really cool layers that you've come up with. I've helped clients. I've helped friends figure this out because when you understand what your personal brand is, everything just becomes so much clearer. You don't have to worry that you're, again, making something up, that something's being falsified so that you can have something. And that's the other thing. When I talk about standing out of integrity, is it because you're afraid that because you want something from doing this, from showing up in some way, you have to present a lie? Or you have been presenting a lie? And then my question, my follow-up question would be to you, why do you have to lie at all? 
What if it just got to be that you got to be honest and you got to be powerful in your honesty? What if who you are right now was always enough? What if you and I committed right now to evolution and growth forever and ever and ever? So understand you're always going to change. You're always going to get better, but you don't actually have to pretend to be something that you're not. What if you could just own where you were right now? What if that just got to be enough? Transparency is everything. Transparency is everything. Particularly when you're involving some kind of sale, when, you're, when money's going to be exchanging hands, when you're creating containers like I do in my programs or in my private practice or even in my storytelling with my books and running a company, leading a small creative team. Like you've got, you've got so many different energies you're dealing with at all times. There's so many different paths that I'm leading it requires me to be authentic. It requires me to know myself more than anyone else. It requires me to claim myself no matter what anyone else has seen before. So they might know Amara from five years ago, six years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, and they might try to tell me who I am. This has happened to me with old friends. This has happened to me with family members. They've seen things one way and then they assume that that's who I've been. Like I've grown from that place and I actually haven't really truly grown. It's just I've become an older version of that past self. And it's like, no, I've, I've completely changed. But here's what I've come to at 26 years old, being a successful business owner right now, is I am authentic all the time and I don't actually have to prove it to anybody. I don't have to justify it because I've claimed it. We talked a lot about this in identity in the masterclass that I did here on Instagram Live. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's in my IGTV. But we talked a lot about claiming and declaring. And then it just really comes down to, can you believe yourself when you make that kind of decision? When you decide, this is who I am now. Can you believe yourself over what anybody else says? It's when you can't believe, it's when you're not sure, it's when you don't truly know that people can try and take, or it feels like people can try and take away who you actually are. When it feels like they can take something away from you, whether it be a future, whether it be an opportunity, whether it be your presence online, offline, it doesn't really matter. But you get to decide. You always get to choose. That happened to me so much when I first came out. People kept holding on to the gender that wasn't me and telling me who I was. Yeah, you've had a very intimate experience with it. And so you can start to think about how this works in terms of the emotional game. It, you could start to see how this affects you from an emotional perspective. Oh my goodness, hello, hello, welcome back. So you understand this on a very intimate level. So now I challenge you to see how that plays out in other areas of your life. When it's not your gender and your gender expression and your gender identity, what is it? How does it form in other areas? So if people, for example, have always thought of you as, I don't know, quiet or shy, is that what's actually true about you now? Is that actually who you want to be from here on out? If that's not the case, then you get to make the decision and you just walk in alignment with that decision and you don't have to justify anything from here on out. And yes, it might be frustrating when people try to tell you who you are and they try to make up some kind of story about who you are and who you've always been and turn that into who you will be. But because you've made the decision and because you're so strong in the decision, you can choose at that point to then shrug it off and not let it mean anything. Hi, Brie. You can choose to not let it mean anything. But when you're so terrified, 
When you're so certain that other people have your power, that's when things get confused. That's when you stop feeling like you have control in the situation. When you don't feel like you have control of the situation, that's when visibility starts freaking you out. But you actually do have control. And I know that seems wild and weird, especially because when I talk about the second piece of why you're really afraid to be visible, hello, hello, happy Sunday. When I talk about the second piece of why you're really scared of being visible, it's going to make even more sense. But when you think about it, part of you is afraid that you won't be able to control how people perceive you. Part of you is afraid that you won't be able to control how people's perception of you will impact you emotionally, physically, financially, whatever it is. If somebody says one bad thing, your reputation is in smoke and you can't come back from that. That's not actually true. I've seen many phoenixes rise from the ashes in all areas of life. Hello, hello. But we like to believe these stories that it takes one person. And this is part of our cultural upbringing. This is seen so many times how, you know, we see the, we see the knight with the armor and the sword slay the dragon and we assume things are done and the dust is settled. But it's not usually just the slaying of the dragon that makes the village better and makes the people of the village better, right? Hi, Kayla. It's not just the dragon being slain that ends up being the be-all, end-all of this situation. Right? It's the ripple effect. It's the fact that after the dragon has been slain, now there's all these other problems that come up. So we assume that it takes just one thing to make it all better, but it's not actually true. And so we also use that for the flip side. We use that to make it about how we lose in every situation, not just how we can win. You know, it takes one obstacle that we overcome and we win, and it also can take one obstacle and we lose. This mindset, this scarcity mindset, this instant gratification mindset, this feeling like you're forever out of control, this is what makes or break your ability to get online or to be visible in any way, in any area of your life. It's not just the one thing. No one person, no one thing said, no one thing done could ever tear down whatever success you create for yourself. That is fact. That is the standard that I hold, but I also know this to be true. I've seen the evidence. I've gathered evidence to support this to be true for myself, and you can do the same. But you controlling people, right, in the online world, for example, or even think about how this applies to you offline with family and friends, right? You seeing these people walking around with false perceptions of who you are when you know something else is completely when, when you know who you actually are is is not at all what aligned with what they've said when you run with that as your narrative that what they believe what they think could actually tear everything apart it makes it so it's really difficult for you to love being here being present being visible it makes it really hard for you to love when you're worried about control when you're worried about controlling how other people are going to think of you, when you're worried about controlling how, what other people are going to say about you, when you're worried about control, it's really difficult for you to love. I love my people. I love my muses. 
That's why I make it my mission to know every single one of your names. It's why I try to comment back and make sure I respond to DMs. If you have a question, I will answer it. I will answer it for all because it's not just for you or for me. It's for everyone. So I love and therefore I don't seek to control. Does this mean that I don't get to have standards? Absolutely not. I have certain standards. Like I don't welcome trolls into my sphere. I'm so strong and clear on this boundary, particularly because it's not just for me and it's not just for you. It's for everyone. Anyone who walks into my space, they can be almost guaranteed that they will not be trolled in some vicious capacity because I hold this standard to be true. Hi, Marley because I hold this standard, it's impossible for it. Like it doesn't even enter into the realm of possibility that anything else could happen. So because that's what I'm clear on, because the boundary is so set, I don't worry about it, but I don't seek to control people. I don't sit there perusing through all the comments, looking through all the DMS, wondering if people are having side conversations about me or about someone else. I don't try to censor anyone i don't try to funnel anyone's specific reaction to anyone's specific thing i go with the flow i let it be i let it rest i let you be i let you rest i trust you to know yourself i trust you to guide yourself i just help you guide you better that's it on a given day and because i know and i trust and i love it makes the connection between us that much more authentic it makes my ability to be visible that much easier because i don't have to do anything there's nothing I have to force. There's nothing I have to force myself to be. There's no force here. There's only power. Personal power is standing in authority in your decisions without fear, shame, and doubt. No problem, Emma. Personal power is standing in your own decision making, your own ability to make decisions without fear, shame, and doubt. I don't come to this space and I don't come to any space, online or offline, with fear, shame, and doubt dragging behind me. I do the work beforehand. I do the work. Hello, hello. I make sure that I'm clear energetically before I even enter into a room or a space like this. I did like a little meditative thing right before I jumped on here. I was like, you know what? I, I have really powerful things to share. There are a lot of concepts in here that I'm going to talk about that is going to blow their mind. I know this. You give them to me in their dreams, I'm going to hand them back better than I found them. I promise. This is something I heard my own coach say, and I just sort of tweaked it to my own thing because I firmly believe that when people come in alive with me, when people come into my private practice, when people come into my programs, even when a reader reads my book and they pick up my book, they are handing me something of theirs. They're handing me their dreams, their hopes, their something. And I fully intend to hand it back better than I found it. I don't, I don't treat things lightly. That said, I also don't treat things like they mean everything. So this brings me to that second piece of why you're so afraid of visibility. It's about what you think this all means. So here's the thing. Here's what I've run across. I've had clients in the past tell me, you know, it's really scary to think about a lot of people following me. I really don't want to be that big and I don't really want to explode in that way. And that sounds really terrifying and all the things. And I really want, if that's you, I want you to first revisit the first half of this live, particularly if you haven't been with me from beginning to end. You know, I don't want to be this super famous author. I don't want, I just want to have a small tribe. I want to have this and one of that. But then when I ask them things like, well, how do you want to support yourself? Like, how do you want to feel monetarily? How do you choose to receive money? Because earning is just choosing how you receive it. So if you're choosing to receive money from, let's say, the books that you're putting out in the world, does that not require people to know your name and your book so that they can pick up the book and buy the book and therefore the exchange of money even happens? Yeah? So you do want to be read. 
Yes. So you want to be read. You want to be picked up. You don't want really people to know about you. Do you see how that doesn't work? And then when we dig deeper and we look underneath the surface, I start to see these, again, this pattern of I'm out of control here. If there were so many people following me, it would be that much easier for them to tear me down. I don't really want to raise up a village for this thing. That would scare the shit out of me. If that many people rose up under my banner, I'd be really scared that I would disappoint them, that I would let them down in some way. But what if you didn't? Because it's not about you leading the helm or sitting under the banner on a pedestal. It never was. You're supposed to be human all the way through. But what do you choose for this experience of being visible in your life to mean? What do you choose when you decide to be special? What do you choose for yourself after that? So you're special and then what? So you wrote this book and then what? So you did the thing and you want the thing and then what? Make more decisions. You already chose to do something creative. You already chose to do something that seemed wildly impossible right out the gate. Hi, Tanya. You already chose. And then you're going to dip your toe in or jerk back away from the edge of the cliff because you're scared of making more decisions. You're fully capable of more than that. I believe in so much more. I believe in you way more than you believe in yourself. And that's part of the problem here. But you thinking that this has to mean you have to be one. Thank you. It's bedhead. <laughs> you thinking that this has to mean I get all these people under me or all these people see me and suddenly I have that much more to lose just proved that you didn't have all that much to begin with. If what you have in your life and who you've decided you are was really so fragile that one person saying one bad thing or even a few people saying bad things could tear you down, did you really claim it for yourself? Do you really have it? So you saying you wrote this really, really magical book, for example, or you saying you really want this magical client, you saying all the things, but do you really have them if one rejection, one bad comment, one criticism, one anything got in your way? Did you really have it? Did you really believe you could have it? The answer is probably no. We say a lot of things, but do we choose a lot of things? Because you don't have to be anyone other than who you choose. I talked about this in the Identity Masterclass. I have layers to my identity that I choose to share. There are going to be depths of me that you will never know unless you come closer in my world. Unless you, maybe you're a private client in my practice for a really long time. Maybe you're one of my closest friends. Maybe you're a family member who I see every day. When you're in my inner circle, there are depths to me that you're probably going to see that no one else will ever see. As it should be. Because I don't owe the world or anything or even a platform all of me. That's just not possible. That wouldn't make sense. It's not sustainable. It's not exciting. I wouldn't do that to myself. I wouldn't ask you to do that to yourself. No problem, though. I would never ask you to do that and I wouldn't because I wouldn't ask of it for myself. I wouldn't ask that of myself. So you don't have to be anyone other than who you want to be, other than who you choose to be. 
You don't have to show up any other way in which you choose. One thing I love about all my clients so far, this goes for programs and private clients, they've chosen how they want to show up in their marketing. They're not on every single platform. They're not doing all the things. They're not spending themselves to exha exhaustion trying to figure out the latest strategy or beat the algorithm or do anything like that. All they're doing is showing up as themselves. All they're doing is in all they're doing or all they're being is in full love, full trust, full knowing. Because we've done the work of going through the baggage. We've done the work of trying to figure out what's getting in their way. We've done the, the work of redefining standards and understanding what is true and what is not. And we don't have these crazy in-depth plans. We don't have these insane outlines of how you should do things and what your launches should look like. My launch for Market Your Magic, this has been, this has gone in different layers, this launch, right? There was the pre-sale period, there was the early bird period, and now we're moving into the full, full swing of things. I did not have things intensely outlined. There were things that I wanted to do that I chose that I knew that for me would feel really amazing and would also move the needle, and that's what I've done. And on a given day, I do one or two tasks that are actively like really in your face marketing, but I don't sit there wondering if I'm marketing enough, if I'm doing enough, should I be on more places or anything like that? Because to spend that energy, to spend that much thought in that area would exhaust the accounts that I have in terms of, or my reserves in terms of energy for the rest of the things that I want to do. So I trust in a way that I don't think many people do. It's part of my superpower. I have an almost obnoxious sense of trust in myself and therefore others. And this is part of the reason why when you're in my world, it calls you to rise. Hi, Stephanie. Because I have that obnoxious sense of trust. So you don't have to be anyone or anything. You don't have to show up in any one specific way. You don't even have to show up as often as you thought you had to in order for people to see you and to see you in a way that was powerful. You don't have to do it any other way than the way that you choose. The problem is you've made one big decision like to do the creative thing, to go on a certain path, to try this other thing, to do that or to do this, and you stopped making decisions. You stopped making decisions from a place of personal power. You let your fear, shame, guilt, and doubt get in your way again and again and again, and it's disempowered you, and that's why it feels hard, and that's why it feels scary, and that's why you can't trust. But if you make this less about control and you make this more about love, not just love of others, but love of yourself because you are a mirror, it becomes that much easier to market wholeheartedly. It becomes that much easier for people to see you, to feel you in a way that's like, who the hell is this bitch? Could you not? I promise you, the person that you see right here right now is the same person that my friends see is the same person and yet they get like I said deeper access to me because they are deeper in my world they are part of my inner circle so they they don't just get the one layer the the multi layers I've decided for my brand on Instagram they get even more than that but if you met me there would be no there would be no dissociation there wouldn't be any delineation between what was what it would all be it would all be harmonious. It would all be symmetrical. It would all make sense to you. You wouldn't be surprised. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's a Mara. That laugh, oh, that's Mara. Those eyes, whoosh, she's looking at me with fire. That's Mara. 
She says I can do anything. That's Mary. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with other people that I've met. I'll walk away after five minutes with them and they're on a whole new life path because that's just who I am as a human. That is my magic. But what is your magic? What is it that you do that no one else can do? Truly. Because there is something. It's like I said at the beginning of this live. You've gone through things. What you've been through has gotten you through. It's changed who you are fundamentally. In the same way that when you've got pottery, it all kind of starts out the same way. But the more someone, if the more the, 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 the person who's handling it handles it, and the more that it gets dinged up and whatever, and then it's in the fire, it changes. So it doesn't matter if we all even started from the exact same place, at the exact same level, we would all still look different at the end of it all. We're meant to. My issue is not so much in your uniqueness. It never was. I'm not threatened by how you're special. I'm not threatened by how you might do something better than me or you might do something completely different and skyrocket. That doesn't actually matter to me. The thing that gets me all riled is the idea that you don't talk about it at all, that you don't take the time to know what it is, that you're not in a space, in a container, like in Mercury or Magic, where you can discover what that is and share it wholeheartedly with the world. You've got to decide to get out of your own way. It's so amazing. Um, the client that has signed up during early bird pricing, today's the last day, by the way, she is like, she's not extroverted at all. You don't have to be extroverted in any way. You just have to be authentic. And in order to be authentic, you have to tell the truth. It's like I said at the beginning of the live when I told you what the test was for your authenticity. Can you have me or someone that you really care about that gets in your way a lot when you think about being visible? Can you have them in the room behind the screen and have them go, that's you. That's you. That's, that's you. Like there's no separation. Would you be doing the same things? The things that you constantly profess to people to try and to do. You know, I see a lot of writing advice and tips and I see a lot of, you know, marketing tips. I see a lot of people giving a lot of advice. But advice doesn't mean much, right? Information is cheap until information is mastered. Advice does nothing unless it's embodied. So if you're not who you claim or you're not doing the things you claim work, how can you stand in integrity? That's what this comes down to is choices and integrity, authenticity and magic. And this is what's so powerful about owning your marketing, no matter what you choose to do, because I'm writing books right now and I help clients and I'm a coach right now and that might change, it might scale, it might be something else, I might do more. I have other ideas that I wanna try. There's so many things that pique my interest and get me really creatively excited. So I'm not limited to any one of those things because that's how intentional I was about my branding. I, you're buying a Mara. You're buying an experience with a Mara regardless of where the experience is coming from. Be it coaching, be it my books, be it my programs. I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's all a Mara, right? And because I'm so clear about that, I've developed influence. This is the difference between having influence and being invisible. Influence means you lead. You go first. You say the thing with your whole chest. You stand for something. You share what your standards are. You share what it is you've created with a whole heart. Invisibility means you are leaning on something. You're leaning on something outside of yourself. 
typically I find when my clients go from being invisible to being influential, the difference ends up being how little they, how less likely they are to rely on something outside of themselves. Meaning they don't look for tactics. They don't sit there wondering about the algorithm. They may have a question or two about a hashtag or something. I don't know. Some, if we're talking about social media marketing specifically, they may have some technical questions. There might be a little bit of the practical, but they don't rely on that to make or break their success. They know intimately that there's no one thing that they could do or say or that anyone else could do or say that could make or break their success unless they choose it. So because they know this and because they're aware of this so intimately, they don't lean on outside things, trends, whatever. It, none of it actually matters. If they want to participate, they want to play into it, they can, but they don't do it from a place of scarcity. They do it from a place of abundance. Like this could potentially bring more into my life if I tried it and if I liked it. If I don't like it, I don't make it mean something about me. I just let it go and love and I try something else or I go back to what I was doing before. And either way, I get to have it. But what if that truth sometimes gets political? I'm not talking elections and parties and that's just how you are because I'm well aware that the majority of people are sensitive to that. So you can choose. You can choose to let that be part of the conversation. I think for me, the difference is, I, I think it's worth, but this is my perception and this is what, what I really want to get into. I have my own opinions about that, but that isn't what actually matters. You get to decide if that's what you want to share. Choosing whether or not you share something isn't actually the problem. The problem becomes when you lie about your choices. Okay. That's the difference. So when you choose, like this is, for example, this is not a place where I'm going to get heavily political, but I am very obviously anti-Trump. Like I've shared quite a few things here and there, but I'm not someone, hi, Alira. I'm not someone who, who makes my platform about being political, but there are some things that I can't not say or cannot stand for because it comes down to human standards, like my humanity. And because I am so clear and because I do want to be authentic all the time, because I so truly want to be 100% Amara, I'm not going to lie about things. So if you ask me a question or if I feel called to share a specific thing that might allude to my views, it doesn't actually matter other than the fact that I felt called to share that. It doesn't have to mean anything beyond that. So for me, like for example, there are some things that are just like, it's, it's human rights. It, for me, it's inarguable. Like when Black Lives Matter was really at, the, like at a peak, Y'all know, if you've been with me at the beginning, I was all up in there, like, every single day. And I still occasionally post things. And I have a whole, like, backlog in my feed of different posts that I did talking about what I believed. Because there are just some things that you can't argue. For me, here's what this feels like, okay? Like, with politics and religion, the reason why it's so contentious and the reason why it can become problematic is because we try to operate like our opinion is the one that's right and that's it and we move on. But it's not as simple as that, right? With politics and religion, there are so many stories. It's a whole hotbed of different, it's a wealth, it's a, it's, a, it's a profusion of all kinds of opinions and nobody's got it locked in right. Everyone's entitled to their own belief about it. So we get to have varying opinions and not let it mean anything. My issue is when it becomes a human rights issue, when it becomes something that's so baseline, fundamentally, like it must be, there's no question about it, that's when I have the issue. For me, it's no question that people of color, I'm Hispanic, black people of color deserve the same rights as everyone else in the world. That is not, like, there's no negotiating that. Now, if I were to tell you what political party I was or what my spiritual belief system was, 
again, this is about a matter of opinion. Like you could choose whether you would believe the same thing as me or not. I don't make it because I'm not on here trying to persuade you to believe something. I don't make it a part of my whole identity. Does that make sense? If you ask me the question, though, I would very easily tell you, like many of the muses here know by this point, I, I'm not someone who's super into God and I'm not like heavily Christian in any way at all. That's not, you know, it's come up. People have asked and I stand in my power and I stay true to who I am. And if people get offended, they walk away, they fall away. It doesn't really matter. Is it part of my entire brand identity? No, it's just a piece of me. But this is something you would learn the deeper you go into my world. It's not necessarily the, the thing I'm trying to just portray. And that, I think, comes back to intentionality here. Why are we here? Why are we being visible in the first place? This is something else we answer inside Market Your Magic. Because why are you approaching this opportunity? Why are you approaching this audience, let's say? What's the point? If you don't have purpose, what are we doing here? What are we doing this for? Why are you going for the job promotion, let's say? Why are you going to the job interview? Even if something as simple as that, why are you going on the date? Why are you doing any of that? It's all marketing at the end of the day. All of it is about embodiment and expression. All of it. All of it, all of it is about embodiment and expression. So when you're marketing yourself on your date, that sounds silly, but it's the truth. When you're marketing yourself on your date, or when you're marketing yourself at a job interview, or when you're at the goddamn grocery store, you know, whatever it is, what is actually true about who you are? What was the point of even engaging in the first place? These are questions that we should have answers to, but many of us choose not to have them, and then we, st we tell stories about why we can't say the things that we know to be true, why we can't show up and let people see us. We were always meant to be seen. In fact, I think that's never become more clear because the internet has become so huge and because there's so many different ways to appear in front of an audience, we were always meant to be seen. We were always meant to lead ourselves and therefore naturally call others to lead themselves. Not that we're trying to lead them, but that they need to lead themselves. And then when other people lead themselves, they can form their own opinions, have their own thoughts, feel comfortable in their own skin, feel at home in themselves without feeling like they have to compare themselves or compete with someone else. We just all get to stand in our own uniqueness, in our own magic. This makes me feel better, thanks. You're so welcome. Yeah, I've gotten this question quite a few times. I've had a couple of like heavily religious clients in my program say something about this. And like, to me, this is what it comes down to. It's like you're not trying to persuade anybody to believe the same things you are. If, we are, if you are, that's part of the problem, in all honesty. Because when you try to leverage your opinion, your belief, and, and, and essentially force it onto someone else, you're basically saying you have no power here. And we all know how I feel about personal power. It's not within us and it shouldn't be within us to try to strip somebody of their personal power. That should be a basic human right, right? So we don't want to do that. But we can openly, if that's part, but at the same token, if it's part of your identity, share it. Share authentically. Not because you're trying to be persuasive, but because you're just trying to stand in your truth. So if you go to church every freaking Sunday, go ahead and share it on your IG. Like, that's your truth like if that's what you feel really is a part of your brand and that's what you want to be known for that's intentionally what you want to be known for share it if it's not don't and then when it comes up be honest that's it it can be as simple as that but it's about what you choose what do you decide for yourself but this is the difference between influence and invisibility right when you're influential you get to make bigger and better choices. When you're invisible, you're constantly relying on something else outside of yourself to make yourself seem whole. And that's where I have issue. This is about love at the end of the day. And yes, there's a degree of accessibility here. Like, 
Uh, you don't have access to every waking moment in my day as you shouldn't because I get to have my life. I don't owe anything to anybody. Neither do you. You don't have to show every second of your day in order to be marketable, to share a bunch of content, to do all the things. You just have to share what you know to be real and true and that's it. That's it. If I don't feel called to post a, a post today, I won't. If I didn't feel called to be on live, I wouldn't be. If I wasn't called to be on stories, like if it didn't feel, if I didn't feel that draw and that pull within me to show up, I wouldn't. But I do. I want to be here. I have a purpose for being here. It's so clear in my mind. Even when I don't fully know everything I'm capable of, even when I'm not sure how far this is going to go, I still want to be here. So I'm here. And that's it. And that's as simple as it gets to be. For me, this comes down to evolution versus cages. You know, I don't ever want to be in a space where I'm limiting myself. I don't want to assign limitations to any part of my journey that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make me feel good. And ultimately, what I want is to evolve more and more. So I don't worry about how I might change and how you might not like me as I change. You get to decide that. I've had friends fall away for that same reason. They don't like, they didn't like the changes that were there. They didn't love me enough to stay and that's okay. It didn't mean anything about me. It's just, that's what they chose. And so what I choose is to keep evolving because I like who I am and I like who I'm becoming and I like to keep going and I like to share my magic and I like to help other people find their magic. And I like to find the people who believe and who really want to believe in something better for this world, for themselves, who really want to live gorgeous, fulfilling lives. Not just like average, run-of-the-mug, blurred past lives. I really want a life that is extraordinary. And it's extraordinary right now in my basement apartment. Talk about transparency. I'm still in my basement apartment, still living at home. We're in the middle of freaking COVID. I'm in my robe. That was the whole point of me being in my robe. This is what I choose. And because I chose and because I love my decisions and because I love me, my life is extraordinary. I am the most extraordinary woman I know. It is that simple. I don't need to lean on anything outside of me. I, I just have it. I just am it. This was the most beautiful live. I don't want to get caught off, caught, cut off and like have this thing lose, like lose itself the way it did last time because I love the live I did last time. So I'm going to just say here, if you're interested, market your magic, early bird pricing ends today. Pricing is $444 for this program. It's a five-day intensive with a bonus call. You do get an other, another extra special bonus, which I'm really excited about, and I'll fully announce tomorrow. Uh, a couple of my clients who are in the program now are like freaking out, uh, which is amazing. So, 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 so excited. And then we're officially in full market your magic, full swing tomorrow. I'm revealing the branding, the official full-scale branding of it. You've seen a piece of it. Now you're getting the full thing. And then we'll start the program. We kick off August 31st. First call is 1.11 p.m. So if this is calling your name, if you love the way I think about things, if you love the way that I talk about marketing and I talk about being your most authentic self and you want to leverage that in your life, no matter what it is you choose to do, you're meant to be in this program. Trust yourself. Trust yourself to lead yourself to the right thing. If it's not for you, don't come at it from a place of lack. I, it won't serve you and it won't serve me and it won't serve the world. It's as simple as that. So I love you ever so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with me this Sunday. I appreciate you. I see you. I love you. You have champagne in your veins, stardust in your eyes, magic in your soul. Remember that. Bye.
so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I love, I love, love, love our podcast world. I'm so happy that you're here, that you join me whenever an episode drops. I have to thank you because I know you might be one of the ones who's reviewed the podcast, who's rated the podcast. And so I would encourage you to keep sharing about the podcast. It's a free resource that I love, love, love to create and curate for you. And I want to see more humans enjoy it. So Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it with others. Thank you for saying what you know to be true about this podcast and what you've experienced in my world in general. I appreciate you. I see you. I love you. Don't forget ever that you have stardust in your eyes, champagne in your veins, magic in your soul. Much love and we'll see. We'll talk again soon in the next episode.